say it isn't so. Summer is almost over. It is August 19th, a Friday. High school already wrapping up seven days in Mendota. Some schools a couple more, some schools a couple less. But the summer flew by. I mean, it's time to get back to life, school, sports, community projects, you know, things that are going on for everybody. It's here. Like the summer is gone. Hopefully you had a good time. I had a good time. A lot of things are going on. Like everybody, I say, hey, life's getting back on track because we're in the fall. Football is a week away. Some sports already going on like golf. But, you know, summer's cool too. You know, it's still life. Just a different kind of life. Now we're more in the responsibilities, things we have to do type of life. Also fun, just a little different. And we like different. And we like fun. We like all the above. That's why we're here. Edge of Your Seat Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon LaChance. You can catch this episode and any of the previous Edge of Your Seat Podcast episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the website rss.com backslash podcasts with an S, it's plural, backslash Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Socials, you know we got them. Facebook, Edge of Your Seat Podcast, and Twitter, Edge of Your Seat P. You can also hit me up personally, directly on mine, Twitter, LaChance Writer, and Facebook, Brandon LaChance. Email, anything. You have a question, a suggestion, you want to be a guest, you know somebody that would be a good guest, you want to advertise with us, don't like something I said or a guest said, send an email to edgeofyourseatpodcast at gmail.com. Always mad love, shout out to Brian Cavelli, Cavelli Productions, the mastermind of the intro and outro beat for Edge of Your Seat Podcast. This episode 234 brought to you by Mendota Ford, a community dealership that is here for you. 234, we got a great guest, like always, Jay Repsol. Met him in LaSalle, Peru. He was doing a little thing called Dreamwave a few years ago. He was getting all kinds of wrestlers, local talent, outside of Illinois talent, huge, huge names to drop by and share an appearance. Bret Hart, Ric Flair, list goes on. I'll let him tell you because he's on this episode. And of course, promoting another Dreamwave show. And I say another, but it has been since 2016 since Dreamwave has blessed the wrestling mats. The show was originally set for outdoors at Luz Lagrado, who is presenting the Dreamwave show known as the Summer Spectacular. Then we know it's going to rain. It has been cloudy all day today, Friday, August 19th. Knowing tomorrow it's going to rain, it's going to pour. We've been seeing lightning all over the place. So it's going indoors. It is going back to the house that Dreamwave built. Sort of, kind of. It's been there for a long time. But Dreamwave made it cool for young wrestling fans. The Knights of Columbus in LaSalle. The times are staying the same. 2 p.m. tomorrow, Saturday, August 20th. 2 p.m. is when the gates open. 3 o'clock is first bell. So the wrestling, the action, lights, camera, let's go, is at 3 p.m. I'm just happy it's back. Jay Repsol, great guy, loves the wrestling business, loves entertainment, is cool to talk with, and you'll find that out on this podcast. He was doing some different endeavors, which, you know, everybody in business does that. 
He's an entrepreneur, so he went different routes. But now he's back. He missed the wrestling world. He needed the wrestling in his life. And he shares all that with us right here. Mendota Ford is a community dealership that is dedicated to being community first. A small dealership in a smaller town. The staff of general manager Ski Hartman and his associate Jason Hintz pride themselves in being here for you. They don't want to sell you one vehicle. They want to form a bond, a relationship to get you every vehicle you want and cars, trucks, and SUVs for your friends and family. Ski has lived in Princeton since he was five years old and has been with Mendota Ford for the last two years. He has plenty of experience helping you with all of your vehicle needs as he has been in the motorcycle business for 20 years and over 10 years in car sales and management. Jason Hintz has been with Mendota Ford for seven years, giving him the experience needed to help customers in every single way possible. You can purchase any vehicle of any lot in the Mendota Ford family. Ski and Jason will make sure they track it down and hand you the keys with a little jingle jangle. To check out the many options on the lot, Mendota Ford is located just south of Mendota on Highway 251. To look ahead or find a vehicle on another lot, check out www.mendotaford.com. Call 815-539-9314 for all vehicle inquiries with Mendota Ford. Like I said, school's back, sports are back, all the high schools are doing their meet programs, meet the Trojans, meet the Warriors, meet the Tigers, meet the Bruins, meet the Cavaliers, all the teams that we care about, we're watching, we're paying attention to, they're all doing it. We got volleyball, football, cross country, boys soccer, girls tennis, all over the place. The 50-ish schools that we cover, and we are going to be following them all season long. And I say season, I mean all school year. I mean until the end of time, because Edge of podcast isn't going anywhere. Yesterday, as an IHSA volleyball official, I was part of the Streeter Woodland meet program, the meet and greet Thursday, August 18th, ended it with a volleyball game. It was super cool. A lot of fans, the players were pumped up. They're ready to go. The scene was the same in Mendota tonight for meet the Trojans, volleyball game, soccer scrimmage, then a football scrimmage. Everybody introduced. The crowd was going nuts, ready for some high school sports. It's great to have it back. I said in the intro, like, hey, we're getting back to life. It's busy. But man, is it enjoyable. Something we all love. Even if you're not just like about the sport, not a sports fan, you want to see your kid happy. You want to see your kid doing the things that they like to do. And it just brings everybody together. Also mentioned golf. The only one that has started contests. The only sport. I guess not the only one. Not a human being. But the golfers are. We'll go through the last few days of golf competitions. Starting with August 18th, Wednesday, the Cavaliers, LaSalle, Peru, they hosted their LP Invitational, which is at Seneca's Oak Ridge Golf Course in LaSalle. Ottawa won with a 298, led by Drake Kaufman. Hall finished 6th out of 12th, behind the scores of Landon Plim with a 78, Grant Plim with a 84, Josh Scary an 86, and Lucas Menoriquez with a 90. Sandwich came in 10th, led by Noah Campbell. Tuesday, August 17, the girls were in action for LaSalle, Peru, and Geneseo at the Redbird Invitational at Metamora Fields Golf Course. 
For Geneseo, the best score was Addie Mills with a 95, tying for 22nd. Tying for 25th was LaSalle Peru's best golfer of the day, Allie Thorne with a 96. Geneseo then had three finishers. Tied for 33 was Lexi Mantle with a 97. Olivia C was 37th. Keely Roberts tied for 38th. LaSalle Peru's Ava Muriati came in 46th. Geneseo's Taylor Van Hoot was 47th. And LaSalle Peru's Maddie Van Zuden was 54th. Monday, August 16th, sticking with the girls, Rock Ridge knocked off St. Bede 186 to 240. Going back to boys, Morris knocked off Plainfield South 171 to 193. Aiden Hera and Drew Larson both had 42s, while Chris Harris had a 43 and Bennett Armour a 44. Sterling beat Rock Island Ullman 161 to 14. For Sterling, Braden Hartman a 37, Trevor Durr a 39, Cam O'Brien a 40, and Carter Morris a 45. Hall was also victorious on Monday, beating Borough Valley 168 to 178. For Hall, Landon Plim, co-medalist with a 38, Grant Plim a 39, Josh Scary a 45, and Lucas Manriquez a 46. And at the end of last week, Mendota's Jack Mikulesic hit a hole-in-one during a competition. Congratulations to him. That is not easy to do. So happy to be talking about sports right now. Man, hopefully I can keep my composure so we can have a word with Surf Internet. Great news! Surf Internet will soon be available in the area. Mendota, Ottawa, Amboy, Rock Falls, Sterling. Surf's fast fiber optic internet is more reliable and 25 times faster than cable. All packages have no contracts and free installation. What are the packages you ask? 100 Mbps megabytes per second for $50 a month. Fast for surfing, streaming, social media, checking out Edge of Your Sea podcast. 500 Mbps is $70 per month. Multiplayer gaming, multi-device streaming. Also includes a free Eero Hole home Wi-Fi router. And then the Big Kahuna, one gig for $85 a month. For heavy users, multiple devices, 4K video streaming, extreme gaming, virtual reality, and it includes the Eero Hole home Wi-Fi router. And unlike cable, All surf plans have price lock for life, which means the price you pay today never changes. It's not going to change from today, tomorrow, next week to the next week. One price for life. Surf Internet is taking pre-orders right now and expanding into more neighborhoods every single day. So visit surfinternet.com to check your address or call 844-955-SURF. For details, hold up, hold up. Let's bring that back just in case you missed it. 844-955-SURF. Limited time offer, restrictions apply. Just a few more sports stuff we want to speak about on the national level. We'll have an ad in between. You know we got to break it up. And show mad love to the sponsors, Edge of Your Seat Podcast, and to the businesses of our community. 
Gotta show them love. Do your shopping through them. We gotta help each other out as much as possible. Everybody trying to do the best that we can. Gotta help each other out. That's how we stay here. That's how we keep grinding. How we keep vibing. One person that has been vibing for a long time and is going to continue is Mr. LeBron James. James and the Lakers agree to a two-year, $97.1 million contract, making him the all-time highest-paid NBA player of all time. The man is 37 years old. He has been in the league since 2003. Four NBA championships, four NBA finals, MVPs, four NBA most valuable players for the regular season, 18 All-Star games, Three times he was the All-Star Game MVP, and the list can keep going. 13-time NBA All-First Team. 13 times. That is incredible. Three times on the second team, two on the third team. That's 18 times he was on the All-NBA Team. Insane. Five times All-NBA All-Defensive First Team. He has done everything. Rookie of the Year. He's been an assist leader, a scoring leader. He He's done it all. He is a great player. I cannot call him a GOAT. I mean, there's this guy named Michael Jordan that trumps all to me. But if somebody said LeBron James is the best player of all time, I'm going to debate. But in the back of my head, I'm like, okay, your point's valid. I'm going to debate you and say, hey, there's other guys better. But your point is valid. He, he does got a resume to be put up there in that conversation. There's no doubt about that. You can't deny it. He's still athletically a beast. I mean, he's taking great care of his body. But his game has declined. 37 years old. They're trying to rebuild this Lakers team. Why are you paying a 37-year-old who's got millions upon millions of dollars, 97.1 million for two years? How are you going to get major key pieces, big-name guys, not even just big names, big players, big contributors, if you're paying all that money to LeBron, why not give that to somebody else too? Why not share? And why is LeBron not wanting to share? Why does he need all that money? Why? James Harden taking pay cuts. Steph Curry is taking pay cuts to help the team out. It's not all about you at this point. You've got your money, your advertising money, your NBA money, your entrepreneurial money. You've done a lot of things. You've been in movies. You've been in shows. You've done all kinds of stuff. You have money. You're loaded. Why take from the team instead of giving it back and making the product better? You, Russell Westbrook, and Anthony Davis being the only three, okay, not good, great players on the team. And then you've got a other bunch of guys that would be not on a squad. <laughs> like They're only there because they're cheap and they play cheap. You get what your money pays for. Yes, LeBron is probably worth more than $97.1 million, but you got to share to make your team better. This is a team sport, not a LeBron sport. But that is why LeBron is different because he is a me first guy. He wants to put people in places that he thinks he can play with. And when it doesn't work out, then it's like, oh man, what's going on? I got to get rid of this guy. Well, you're the one that brought him in. So that's kind of what I think about LeBron. He's got these things he wants done. He gets them done and then they don't work. And now he's taking all this money. He's not going to be able to get quality guys around him, except maybe these two stars that Russell Westbrook's fading away. He's been in the league forever. Anthony Davis seems like he's hurt every year. Great player when he's on the court, but then he gets hurt. So 
if this is what they're doing, giving all their money to a 37-year-old man who is a great, he's a legend, an icon, all these other things, you can't build a team around just him and some guys that you hope can stay healthy or their game won't totally disappear, who might not even be on the roster anyway. There's been so much talk about Russell Westbrook going somewhere else, and you dumped all your money into him, into LeBron. I think it's foolish. There are pizza joints in almost every village, town, or city we talk about or represent on Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Deep dish, thin crust, in-between crust, meats, veggies, cheese, the works. Each of them have all of the options we're used to. Except Ignea Pizzeria Napolitana. The pizzeria located at 215 Jefferson Street in Ottawa is different than the norm. Ignea, meaning fiery in Italian, is exactly what you get as the traditional wood-fired oven Neapolitan pizza is topped with fresh in-house mozzarella and San Marzano tomatoes. I love saying it like that just to elaborate on how awesome they are. The meats are awesomely delicious too. Veggies, fresh, petitely cut. Add the in-house lemonade and drinks and other food items unlike other items, including the dessert options, and it's a dining experience unlike any other. We've only spoken about half of the event known as a night out at an exquisite establishment. Food. But what about the environment? Elegant, sleek, refined, fresh, New, and if we're talking 2022 language, full of drip. Kind of defines Ignea Pizzeria Napolitana, but only you, you yourself, can find the right adjective to fit your experience. Ignea is open Monday, Thursday, Friday, 4 to 9 p.m., Saturday, noon to 9 p.m., and Sunday, noon to 8 p.m. Ignea is closed on Tuesday and Wednesday. Call 815 815- 324-9229 for carryout, delivery, or to book a reservation. Here's a guy we talked a little bit about lately, Deshaun Watson. His suspension fine is official through the NFL. 11 games, $5 million. Sexual aggravated assault, women coming at him, all this other stuff. Says, I'm still pleading my innocence in a press conference. Uh, team owners of the Cleveland Browns who made the trade with the Houston Texans are saying, hey, he's getting treatment, going to reevaluate himself and continue to progress. Deshaun saying, hey, I didn't do nothing wrong. Uh, it's, it's a mess. I just hope get over this, but he shouldn't even be playing at all this season. Man, man, man. You do something like that, convicted of a, a crime or like even thought to be doing stuff like this and then they're saying you need treatment and see counselors and stuff like this so there's obviously a problem go fix that problem go see a counselor go do that you can't do that in the nfl you need to take a break you need to be shown like hey i messed up here i should not be doing this but uh we'll kind of slap your wrist 11 games eh, well we're still gonna let you play this season five million dollars eh. That's not even a quarter of his signing bonus from his rookie season. I don't know. Seems like if you got money, you can walk away with anything. You can do whatever you want to. And it should never, ever be like that. And I don't care if you're a rapper, an actor, an actress, a football player, a volleyball player. uh, It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. 
There's laws that every single human being should abide by, and Deshaun Watson is one of them. As a business owner, one of the issues you have to be aware of is injury and liability to your staff. An injury can lead to open shifts because an employee is unable to work, a possible lawsuit, and other grievances at the workplace. SureStep Illinois is a woman-owned small business based out of Tonica that is here to help eliminate those injuries and liabilities, which are the number one workman's compensation claim in America. SureStep Illinois is a non-slip treatment that will not change the look, texture, or appearance of the tile it's placed on, whether it's residential, business, indoor, or outdoor applications. The non-slipness has been independently tested in labs as SureStep has achieved the highest dynamic coefficients of friction in the industry. Competitors are slipping to catch up. There is absolutely no business downtime as the tile or floor SureStep is applied to can be worked on, stepped on, jumped on, danced on, hey, let's get technical, two-step, right after the treatment is applied. SureStep by Illinois also offers strip waxing non-slip coatings for a little extra stick with some texture and look changes to the applied surface. Contact Mary Jane Orozco at 815-488-6565 to get SureStep Illinois today. Been watching some movies, put TV in the bedroom, you know, turn it on, try to go to sleep, but instead of going to sleep, you watch movies. Eh, that's the life. <laughs> it is what it is. You got to enjoy it, huh? I went back and watched the Fantastic Beast movies. Seen all the Harry Potters. I read all the Harry Potters after countless years of making fun of my mother and my sister for liking them and reading them and watching them. Swore to myself I'd never do it. I'm a sports guy. I'm superheroes. I don't want to watch Harry Potter. Not no wizard on a broom. Like, that ain't cool. And then I watched a movie. And then I was like, hey, let's check out a book. And then I read them all and watched them all. And I was that guy like, I'm sorry, mom. You were right. I was wrong. This is an incredible story. These are really, really, really well written. This is awesome. I am that guy. Yes. Call me a nerd. Okay. It is a great story. It's a great entertainment. Great book. Fantastic Beast. Not far off. Obviously not Harry Potter, but very cool. Very cool. The beasts themselves are awesome. The way they intertwine these creatures, animals, things into the storyline. It's pretty awesome. The first one where to find them, I felt like the animals, beasts, magnificent creatures were way better than the second one, which is the crimes of Grindelwald. But the story in the second one with Johnny Depp is the bad guy who sounds and looks like a good bad guy. Don't know if you saw his court case with his wife over the summer. Yeah. But the movie itself, the flow of it, the storyline, the different characters and how they interloped and interacted and just meshed was really, really awesome. And I'm not going to lie, I watched it twice in two days because I'm like, hey, I'm going to miss something. And I really liked it. I'm going to watch it again. Both of them were really, really entertaining. The magic, another reason why I... Kind of, I can't say fall in love with Harry Potter, but why it's, you know, at the top of everybody's reading list or when we think of books and movies and the way they put together, Harry Potter is always going to remain at the top of the list. 
And it's because of the magical stuff that we don't think of, that we can't think of because we haven't seen it. And, you know, not everybody's got a crazy imagination. I think I do, but not that kind of crazy imagination. And your crazy imagination is different than, you know, that's how it goes. But in these two movies that I watched the last couple of days, just absolutely phenomenal. I have not seen the third one, which is the Dumbledore one. And it's the reason I went back and watched these two, because I wanted to know more about Dumbledore's, I don't know if it's an origin story or what it is, but I totally want to check it out to see what I don't know about Dumbledore and, you know, how things happen. And let's get rid of Grindelwald. He's a bad guy. Other things that I've watched lately, I went back. Went back and watched some old stuff. Fugitive, Harrison Ford. Still a great movie. Don't think it carried over as well from the 1990s. I think it was 1992 or 1993 as it has 2022. Storyline, fantastic. That's why it became a book, why it became a movie, why it's still on Netflix and HBO Max and all these other things and why I'm still watching it and why we're still talking about it. Great movie. Tommy Lee Jones is the man. One of my favorite actors of all time, but just kind of corny here and there. The music kind of corny here and there, but storyline overall movie. Great. Grumpy old man. That is an iconic comedy of two legends. Rest in peace to Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon. Great, great, fantastic actors. And they, they were awesome in that movie. Just awesome. And I went back and I've been watching some Seinfeld. You know, I see shows here and there. The reruns are everywhere because it was a great show in the 90s. And I'm like, you know what? I want to go back and watch every single show in a row and not really stop with breaks in between. So these movies that I've watched in between Seinfeld shows have been like once every like six or seven episodes. So I'm getting a good Seinfeld run in every single time I put it on and start watching it. I am in the middle of season five, I believe. And here is my breakdown so far. There, I believe there's nine seasons. Jerry is awesome. I love his comedy. Really doesn't put people down, but he's just like, hey, if we think about this and take something somebody says or does and puts it in a whole different ball game, but to make it seem silly without saying, hey, you're silly. I love that. And he takes normal everyday things. As we all know, if you've ever heard anything about Seinfeld, it is the show that is about nothing. Well, nothing in real life means all the little things, all the little details, all the things that we don't pay attention to that we do every day or somebody else does every day or that we're talking with a family member or a really good friend about this person or about that business or about this that we don't even realize that it's something we think it's nothing. <laughs> That's the way I look at Seinfeld in general. So parking a car and two people go park a car at the same time. That's an episode. Had a book from the high school library that you didn't return for 20 years. That is an episode. You made a comment about an animal, a dog, a horse. I think it was a pony, something like that. Somebody finds it offensive. That's an episode. And it's just things like that that are normal everyday happenings all across the world that we think is nothing but you can make a 25-minute show, probably 22, you take out commercials, out of something that we think is nothing and be like, oh, wow, man, that, and laugh about it. Strictly genius, awesome show. I'm going to make sure I watch it all, every single episode, and maybe I'd do it more than once. Who knows? 
Although they're almost over, it's the dog days of summer. It's still kind of hot during the day, and I'm sure we'll get another heat wave before it's super over. Which means, outside or inside, it is the most pivotal time for your home to fix all those areas in your residence that you scoped out during the cold, the ice, the snow, the rain, the dark, gloomy skies. Whew, man, those times, they're awful. You're just looking like, man, I can't do nothing, it's too cold. Well, it isn't too cold right now. So why don't we put a fresh coat of paint on the wall, put in some new tiling, get some new shingles, new drywall, new electrical outlets, or any other renovations or replacements you may need. Olson Construction, is a licensed and insured family owned and operated company that prides itself in offering family prices with family honesty on any job. Brothers Keith Milas and Tommy Olson have the skills and over 10 years of experience each to install, demolish, build, recreate, calculate, and formulate renovations in any room, hallway, staircase, garage, shed, or basement. For a free estimate, Call 815-910-5982. Check out the Olson Construction LLC page on Facebook or send an email to olsonconstruction19 at gmail.com. Well, it's time to get to Jay Repsol. It's time to talk wrestling. It's time to talk Dream Wave Wrestling. They got a show Saturday, August 20th. It's tomorrow, 2 p.m. The doors are open, 3 p.m., it's wrestling time. Look online for tickets. The best way to get them so you're not waiting in line. And now that they moved to the Knights of Columbus in LaSalle, it may be harder to get tickets on game day, wrestling day, because of the limited space. Not limited, limited, like super limited. There's only a couple people that can go, but an outdoor venue to an indoor venue, it does take away some seats some views, things of that nature. So look for tickets online for Lou Legrado Presents Dreamwave Wrestling's Summer Spectacular. 2 o'clock, the gates are open. 3 p.m., wrestling starts at the Knights of Columbus in Peru, Saturday, August 20th. Make sure you go support, watch, cheer, boo, do all those awesome wrestling things. We'll be doing the same. Let's hear Jay. Until next time, peace. Edge of your seat podcast. We're back. Love talking to people. Gotta have a guest on, right? Because every single episode of Edge of Your Seat Podcast, you know we're talking to somebody, whether it's super local, somewhere right next door to you, somebody you knew for five years ago, or maybe you've never known them been in the same spot but we try to keep it as local as possible my guest today is local i met him in lasalle jay repsol dreamwave wrestling i'm happy to have you on good to be here man i gotta jump right into this i mean said jay repsol and dreamwave wrestling for the last few years we really haven't been able to put that connection except you used to own it used to have shows and now you're back yeah, man. Uh, we, you know, we quit running around 2016 for a bunch of reasons. Just kind of, we'd done over 100 shows and I kind of exhausted the area a little bit. And, you know, sometimes you just get a feeling where things are kind of winding down. And I just had some personal things I was working through at the time. And it was just time to stop. 
then we, I think, had a reunion show in 2019, did a one-night-only thing, and it was a huge success and whatnot, you know, then we kind of got the itch, well, the pandemic happened and kind of pumped the brakes on everything, you know, in the world, uh, especially wrestling and live events, so um, here we are now, uh, you know, August 20th, we're, we're going to try it again. Man, 2016, it doesn't seem like so long ago, but that's six years ago. Brother, I'm a Cubs fan, and that, believe me, it was long enough ago already. We won the World Series, now we're waiting on our next one, and it's, it might be a while, so. <laughs> it's long. <laughs> I, we lost a couple years, too, you know? Where, where the hell did the time go? And, you know, it's hard now. I don't know if you feel this way, but when you look back on something, it's like, was that a year ago or five years ago? I don't remember. Yeah, and it gets worse as the older you get. I'm 36, about to be 37 in October, and I feel it more and more as I get older, and I'm like, man, how do I slow this down? I don't want to be that guy, but I don't know if there's a way to stop it. I know, there isn't, man. We just got to embrace it. Embrace it and keep rolling, right? Exactly. And do it the way we like to. You getting back into wrestling, we doing podcasts, and now we get to do it together, a chat. We haven't spoke since... Ooh, I don't know if it was the show that you did at the Mendota Sweet Corn Festival, and I was there for the newspaper because I really wanted to do a story about you guys, and we spoke, I spoke to a couple wrestlers, and I think that is the last time that we spoke, spoke in person. I know we texted a couple times, but I think that's the last time. Yeah, that was like 2014 or, or even maybe before that. Yeah, that's making me feel old. <laughs> yeah, because I left the paper in 19, so it's been a minute. Yeah, no, definitely, and like I said, we stopped doing shows in 2016, and that was a couple years before that, I think, so yeah, it's been a while. So with you coming back, or at least doing another show now, is this something, you know, you already did the the one-off in 2019, is this another one-off on August 20th that you're promoting now, or are we going to keep it going? Well, that's kind of a million-dollar question, a lot of people have asked that, and we haven't really said anything publicly, but I think so, Um, we've got other shows in place at this time um you know we're not gonna run every month to month i mean it's just my life's changed a lot and there's so much product out there and content with wrestling now you know we're getting away from traditional television so everything's about content all these streaming services and there's streaming services where you can go watch wrestling for 24 hours a day if you want to you know i mean monday nights wednesday nights friday nights saturdays uh, i mean wrestling's on every night of the week so you know there's the fear of burning out the fan base and locally that as well i mean you know we were doing one show a month and you know then we do a summer show like a sweet corn festival or whatnot and next thing you know you're running three or four shows and it's it can be a little consuming and time consuming and resource consuming and you know so i think we're a little more comfortable scaling back the schedule a little bit but we're this definitely isn't a one-off there will be some more shows we just haven't really announced when yet but this isn't a one-time thing for sure that's awesome. Let's talk about this card. First of all, what is the name of the event on August 20th? What time and where? Luz Legrado presents Dreamway Wrestling Summer Spectacular. I got to give them their flowers on that. Definitely can't forget about them. So we're actually going to do an afternoon show right in the middle of August. So so Legrado's, is it a sponsor? Do we got a deal sort of kind of here? I mean, what's the coordination with Legrado's? Well, as you know, the uh, people that own the Grottos are event promoters. Uh, you know, they've had many concerts. We could talk a little bit off the air. They had Tim McGraw and uh, Kid Rock and many others that I can't think of off the top of my head. But they've done things on a big scale uh, before, so it's been a real big treat. They approached us about doing a show 
and it was just the right place and right time. You know, they twisted my arm enough, and you know, it, it, you miss the guys. Like it's kind of like a fraternity in a way, and you know, we haven't all been together in one place at least the Dreamwave roster and well since 2019. But like we said before, that seems like a million years ago at this point, and. You know, every, all the stars aligned, I guess. And as far as it, <laughs> entertainment, everybody's star for entertainment right now. You know, there's so many bands out there. And she's done concerts out there in the parking lot in front of the restaurant as well. Uh, most of the bigger ones I spoke about were at you know, the Sportsman's Club and um, the airport and things like that. But she has done quite a few shows. And I think she's going to do some more. I don't know that for sure. But um, so we're going to tie into some of those maybe later in the year. And. You know, her uh, son, uh, Gage, that you've actually had on the show, he's a wrestler as well. So there's there's a lot of seeds there that were planted. And it was just kind of a perfect marriage of everything at the right place and right time. And here we are, August 20th, it's our first show. And it's a, you know, multi-show deal. We're going to do this more than once for sure at Legato. And um, we're going to also try and get back to the Knights of Columbus again, uh, return back home next season, I believe, uh, for a few shows. So... That was my next question, if you're going back to Knights of Columbus. Knights of Columbus for Dreamwave kind of gave that ECW feel with their spot in Pennsylvania. It just had that, you know, that love from the fans and the connection between the wrestlers and the fans. And it was like, every time you walked in there, it was electric. It was, man. And, like, taking nothing away from the show on August 20th, because this is literally the beginning of a new era for Dreamwave. But... You can't just turn your back on your past and what got you to the dance, right? Like, I mean, like you said, when you walk up those stairs, the Knights of Columbus, and you see that visual of the ring, it reminds me of, like, going to Wrigley Field for the first time, you know? And when I was a kid, like, walking up those stairs or down the stairs and seeing the, you know, the green grass, I was like, holy cow. And that building always gave me that feeling because you walk up those stairs there and you see that ring and it's like, wow, you know? It's just like you, you walk into this, like, atmosphere and you're locked in there and, you know, it, it was just a good good event for everybody. You know, parents could bring their kids, and kids are running around, and dad's leaning his back against the bar and having a few drinks. And it, it was a good Saturday night out and good entertainment. I really feel that way. And really proud of what we've done over the years with Dreamwave and whatnot. And, you know, looking forward to recapturing that magic again. And, you know, times have changed, man. So we're going to have to change things up a little bit. But leaving the Knights of Columbus, there's newer venues. But, you know, going to a new venue, I think we totally changed the vibe for what Dreamwave is. Definitely. We got to rewind just a tad. We talked about Legratos. We said her. We said him. We got to give the names of, um, I, I like to call her Mrs. Legrato, but she probably doesn't like that. I haven't talked to her in person in quite a long time. But what's her name again? Uh, Mary Noonan. There we go. Engage Noonan. We call him 12 Gage. You call him 12 Gage. He has become a pretty solid wrestler. Oh, he is, man. And that was another thing, too, is, like, he works hard. And I respect he, – he went and trained um, with one of the local schools, I believe in Sterling, Rock Falls area. And he took it a step further when he was done there and went down to um, the Black and the Brave um, down in the Quad City Seth Rollins School. And he did it the right way. And, you know, he's out there grinding. And I've only met him a couple times, but uh, we seem to get along really good. And me and Mary just hit it off. Um, we're – you know, both kind of entrepreneurs at heart, I think. So that worked out really good. And it was kind of a just a perfect marriage of everything, like I said before. Definitely. Now we're going to get back to where we're at. <laughs> we were talking about, uh, you know, Knights of Columbus and, you know, a new venue and Legratos and, you know, a new era. What are some things, you know, the logistic, the 
X's and O's, the background things that may have changed from a 2016 Dreamwave show to a 2022 Dreamwave show outside of Legrados? See, our basic formula has always been the same. Like, you turn on AEW, and I, I like AEW. I'm a big fan of it. And WWE, like, we have a different formula. Like, we're old school. Good guys versus bad guys, and there's a reason for the conflict, right? That's what wrestling is at its core. And I feel like wrestling nowadays has kind of maybe stepped away from that a little bit. Um, sometimes you watch a match, and it's hard to even determine who's a good guy and who's a bad guy. And that's what I feel is missing. Like, I feel like it should be a clear-cut determination and there should be a reason for the conflict. And that's what wrestling's been for hundreds of years. And that's kind of what Dreamwave does. And, you know, we're very clear-cut about that and traditional in that aspect. But we do, you know, we, we weave in the new guys, like the cool guys that can do the cool flippy stuff. And we take it a step further and interview those with some of the local guys. I mean, we've got... I'm looking at my, my schedule here. We've got five or six guys flying in for the show. So it's not like just guys packing a bag and getting in their car and driving three, four, five hours. I mean, we've got people coming from the West Coast. And, you know, we do it. We do it right because we want this production to, you know, to, to look as professional as possible and give local people a chance to see, you know, what wrestling's all about. Good stuff. You said local wrestlers, and he's from LaSalle, Peru, went to high school. I want to say his name's Mike. I saw him on the card, but I can't remember his last name, and I know he's back. Yep, uh, Hart Mauer. There we go. Yep, he actually started out with us. Um, Geez, back, he was like an extra, and he was like helping set up the rings and stuff, and, you know, getting in the ring early and being the last one to leave, and he's another one that's just done it the right way he's really grinded and hit the shows and you know made the right connections and he's getting himself out there now and it's different for him because he was like the green guy the rookie the greenhorn you know when he was here the first time and you know he ended up he did win a dreamwave tag team championship back in the day but i mean things are different now and he's actually one of the people in the main event um for the we're actually gonna crown a new dreamwave champion um for the first time and um, since 2016, when Prince Mustafa Ali had that title, and Mike is actually in that match, so he's got a chance to come full circle. You know, it's it's him and, and five other guys in the ring, but uh, it's just kind of cool that he started at the bottom and here he is. You couldn't get Mustafa Ali out of his WWE contract to try to defend his title. <laughs> He actually did. He's a dear friend of mine, and he actually worked behind the scenes with me back in the day. And uh, he actually made a surprise appearance, got it cleared uh, through events in Triple H back in 2019, and made a very surprise appearance at our reunion show. And we couldn't advertise it, obviously, and he couldn't wrestle and stuff. There are certain limitations, but it was really cool. Our fans did not expect it at all. And, you know, we had car service pick him up and, like, bring him after the show had already started. We're sneaking him in the building, and he's got a blanket over his head and everything. Like, literally just all these theatrics to make sure that no one no one spotted him and ruined the surprise. But when his music hit, it was pretty cool, man. It was that broom was electric that night. See, and that's what I loved about wrestling. When you said, you know, losing fans here, losing fans there because of the overkill of wrestling. I mean, internet and 
things like that and dropping what is going to happen weeks before it happens and stuff like that kind of pushed me away because that was what I loved, the excitement. You didn't know what was going to happen on a 1998 Monday Night Raw with Vince McMahon or Steve Austin or NWO on WC Nitro and we could go into all these other different things. You never knew what was going to happen and things like that. Mustafa Ali coming out of nowhere and you guys did it the right way. Didn't let anybody get even a glimpse of him. That's what I miss about wrestling. 100% man and you know the guys would sometimes get pissed off because I love keeping secrets it's my favorite thing like we do the good as gold show every year which is kind of like our royal rumble and every year we'd fly in some name people like and you know we just have surprise spots in the rumble and not tell anybody and you know just stuff like that like Tommy Dreamer comes out and he's a surprise entrant not advertised or anything like that and we were fortunate enough to have the budget to be able to do that kind of stuff where a lot of other indie promotions can't but like I love the surprise and you're 100% right when you say that uh, which I just had this discussion with somebody else today with you know back in the the Monday Night Wars days you'd be flipping between Raw and Nitro there were no spoilers I mean maybe there's like rumors and things like that but geez now you know a whole script leaks before it's you know what I mean you, know, you can see a format sheet a week before the show and it's like what fun is that I like to be surprised and I like to be entertained and you know it's just not it takes a lot of the guesswork and the fun out of it and we try to bring that back as much as we can with Dreamwave and you know we've done it a lot over the years we really have with with surprises and things like that even some of our old stars that people weren't expecting we bring back from time to time and you know that's kind of what's cool about this show we're having is it's kind of a amalgam of the old Dreamwave and the new Dreamwave so there's a lot of old people coming back or not old people I better be careful what I say there but um, (laughs) you need to get body slammed through a table at your own show Let's call them legacy characters. Um, I, I said it's kind of like this new Scream movie where, like, they've got the new characters and the legacy characters, and to, to get that reboot going, you got to have a little bit of both, right? So. I always bring up Star Wars when we're talking about things like this because they've been doing that really well in the last couple movies. Yeah, it depends on who you ask. I mean, I enjoy the new movies, but it seems like that fan base is kind of like the wrestling fan base on the internet where they hate nobody hates wrestling more than wrestling fans it's crazy and nobody hates star wars more than star wars fans right imagine that scene in jay and silent bob strike back where they're in movie and they're like you know (laughs) magnolia fan and they're like writing the guy that was writing bad stuff about on the message board they go and beat him up in real life (laughs) (laughs) with you saying that and you being a cubs fan i feel like chicago sports fans and i'm all chicago all day every day i feel like we're the hardest on Chicago, and we're Chicago fans. We are, man. I mean, tune into the score some Sunday after the Bears lost or some Monday morning after the Bears lose. It's hard sometimes, but, you know, I guess that's the nature of the beast. That's why we're passionate about stuff. But some people nowadays just take it too far with the Internet. And people are so worried about analyzing everything that they forget to have fun, I think. And that's, you know, a detriment to, to the sport. It is, man. It's terrible. Um, just reading some of the stuff. It's so tr- Wrestling has so much tribalism going on right now. It's like... You're either an AEW fan or a WWE fan. People don't think you can like both as a whole. You know what I mean? You can just be a wrestling fan. You don't have to pick a side. And it's so frustrating to... Twitter's just a cesspool anymore, you know, for wrestling. And I was reading some Cubs stuff on the trade deadline earlier, and it's like I had to close it because, you know what I mean? It's just It gives people a voice who shouldn't have a voice, some people. I totally agree. I'm not going to get into this because I could go on this forever. We would have a seven-hour podcast and so many different branches of life and aspects and entertainment things. And, oh, man, 
and I, I feel I do this with my friends and on this podcast talking about stuff all the time in this in the same aspect. Uh, sometimes we just need to sit back and let people do what they're doing and we don't have to be involved. We can just be entertained or pay attention and not have to have a voice. I know everybody wants a voice and that's cool, but now everything is so diluted and there is no surprise and there is no, oh my God, what's going to happen or none of that. It's just like we're just here but we know everything because everybody thinks they know everything it's it's really weird yes and information is just too readily available you know and like we said earlier it's like let's be surprised and let's be entertained and it's different with sports but with wrestling it's just you know everything leaks man and it's it's hard like you said before but we try and do that at the local level here circling back you like how i segue there i and, love it <laughs> but we're going to try and, uh, you know, keep the fans entertained and on their toes. Um, big fan of surprises and stuff. So come to the Dreamwave show. We're going to do our best to keep you uh, on the edge of your seat. See that? Oh, look at you go. <laughs> You're a professional. I love it. Man, I didn't even have to plug the podcast. You're doing it for me. <laughs> I do it again, brother. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, you had said something about, you know, yeah, Tommy Dreamer. I remember for a minute, there was probably like a good, oh, I'm going to say like six to eight month span. You were bringing in some heavy hitters of the 80s and 90s. We're talking about, uh, you know, the DXs and Ric Flair and Hacksaw Jim Duggan. I think you had Bret Hart. I don't know for sure. Did you? Yep, we did. Yeah. Yep, so it was, I, I kind of knew I was starting to wind down. We were we were climbing up that mountain to like a hundred shows and you know, doing it every month. And it was like, <clears throat> so I don't know if you know this, but I also promote the IG celebrity conventions. So I fell in love with that. I did a sons of anarchy convention. Um, I love the show. So I went out and I, you know, networked and met some of the actors and brought them here for a convention. I did that with like, uh, I did a horror convention here. Well, then we did an X-Files convention. Uh, that's my favorite show of all time and turned into like the largest X-Files convention in the world. And, um, logistically it was a nightmare so we moved it up to, um, closer to the airport which just made more sense and we ended up having like I don't remember the number but it was like 12 or 13 different countries people were flying here just for this convention and so anyways that kind of like that was taking my passion a little bit more and we kept going bigger and bigger scale and you know things like that and there was I got a little more ballsy and I'm like let's bring in some bigger names and it worked out great because you know, you have the show and the guys appear on the show, but we did the autograph signings beforehand and the photo ops and stuff like that. People turned out just for it, man. I mean, we had Ric Flair, Bret Hart, Kevin Nash, um, Scott Hall. I mean, we had a lot of these guys, and some of these guys are gone now, and you can't see them anymore. So it was really cool for these fans that maybe necessarily don't have the means to travel to Chicago or whatever, or a Comic-Con to meet Bret Hart. He was right here in LaSalle. And, you know, that's pretty neat, and... It, it was really smooth. It was very successful, but I kind of wanted to just hit the accelerator and get all those bucket list guys off my list. <laughs> and we did. We had pretty much the biggest guys you could have at the time, which were Shawn Michaels, you know, Bret Hart, Ric Flair. I mean, it was unreal. And they were all very successful shows, and the company was doing really good. It was just, it was winding down. You know, it was time for us to take a little break. And there was really no bigger you could get with guys that weren't under contract at the time. So. You know, we, we kind of hit all of our goals and, you know, touched all the buttons and it was just time to take a little step away. Not knowing that you had already felt like, hey, I, you know, reached everything and kind of want to step away. 
at this time, the time that we're talking about, and all these stars were coming, I'm like, how is he going to get rid of this company now? Like, he just brought in this influx of people that, I mean, if you're a wrestling fan, every single name that you said is either on your top five list that you love or that you hate. I mean, they were, like, marquee names for decades, and when this happened and then you stepped away, I'm like, wow, what, what really just happened here? Well, we couldn't get any bigger. I mean, we, we had talked about let's do Hogan, let's do Goldberg, but there's certain limitations with the size of the venue that you have. And you also have to convince the guys. We had a really good reputation. So, you know, the first thing you do when you contact either an agent or the guy, if you're working with them directly, is say, you know, they're like, where are you at? Well, we're an hour and a half southwest of Chicago. Oh, so I have to drive through cornfields for an hour and a half to get there. Like, not everybody's cool with that. Most of the guys were. But, you know, to get some of these, I mean, Hulk Hogan, for example, we always wanted to do that. And it just didn't work out because, you know, he doesn't want to ride in the car for two hours from the airport. And you know what I mean? So I guess we could have flew him into Peru, but God, I can't even imagine the cost of that. So, yeah, I mean, that was really why it was just we had done everything that we wanted to. And, you know, I was just getting burnt. I really was. And it's just like, it definitely wasn't a money thing. I mean, the shows, if you ever saw them, we were selling out our meet and greets and it was just, it was, I wanted to go out on top and not just stick around too long and be like, you know, people like, oh God, Dreamwave's not what it used to be. That's like the worst thing you can say in my eyes. It's like a musician that, you know, starts making records he likes and everybody's like, man, this guy sucks now. It's like, I'm terrified of that. So... And as you keep speaking like that, I'm like shaking my head like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, yeah, I get it. I totally get it. You don't want to go out like, huh, you know, I'm washed up. Uh, I just used everything that I had and now I'm nothing because I kept trying to do it. I mean, you brought up Hogan. I mean, he probably went on for 20 years thinking like he was still doing his thing and what he loved. Why everybody else is like, man, give it up. Rick Flair last night, man. I'm, you know, I, I'm not saying I'm a personal friend of Rick Flair, but I've worked with him a bunch of times and like. I'd say this to his face, man, but, like, he shouldn't have been wrestling last night. I felt bad for him. It was scary to watch that. And some things are just better is the way you remember them than trying to, you know, <laughs> go back and do it. Now, I'm on here promoting a show that I'm bringing back since for the first time in years, but so that sounds kind of bad. But, I mean, it's something different altogether. Like, you know, we have a demand for this, and we want to bring it back, but there's a difference between hanging on too long or, or burning your audience out, you know. I mean, remember when wrestling was having two pay-per-views, there was like SmackDown and Raw, and they were doing two pay-per-views a month. They're asking people to spend 60 or $100 or whatever it was, and, you know, and it's just like not realistic, man. People can't do it. Either they can't afford it or nobody wants to watch 20 hours of wrestling a week. Right. And that's another reason why I like the Dreamwave shows and why I plan to go to this one. And when you do them again, even though it was only once a month, like, you said, like, hey, we we're doing once a month. Like, that was a lot. And I'm like, hey, it was only once because, you know, other places, like you said, it's 20 hours of wrestling a week. I mean, it was a lot of fun because it was different every single time. And I can tell just by the way you're talking about the show coming up August 20th, I mean, you're excited and you feel it's different and something that you're proud of and that people should come see. 100%. And I think we can offer something that they can't get elsewhere. Like, if you just want to go watch really good matches – guys some of the best in the world there's a company in chicago called aaw you can go there and they're they're great they ran the sale a few times and they were kind of like my handpicked successor when we were getting out of it because i didn't want somebody to come take our building and confuse our fans into thinking oh this is going to be like dreamwave and then the show sucks that's another reason why i want to come back because you know there's some companies that anybody can buy a ring we always joke and say around tax time 
you know, people get their tax returns and some kid promotes a show and it's just, you used to have to have a promoter's license and there used to be a state athletic commission and that went away many years ago. So basically anybody with a ring can, you know, put on a show and that's not a good thing. And, you know, I mean, it's one thing to have like kids with backyard rings or whatever, but there's actually some companies in our area that promote shows and the consumers may get confused. They just see a wrestling flyer. They don't know if it's Dreamwave or if it's whatever. I'm not going to name any companies and, and give, them, give them any credibility. But I mean, you know, it, it's embarrassing. So we're very proud of what we built here. And we worked really long and hard to do it. So, you know, when you see Dreamwave on the marquee, there's certain things you can expect, like a quality show and quality production and, you know, hopefully an entertaining time for her. And a family-safe show as well, too, where nobody's going to go out and, I mean, I talk like a sailor in private, but on our shows, you're never going to hear any words that you don't hear on, you know, broadcast television. You know, and some of these companies that were coming around in our absence, it's like... I would feel bad and embarrassed if I, if a kid, you know, thought they were going to see like Dreamwave, like their brother maybe talked about, and then they see this stuff and there's guys bleeding buckets all over the place, and it, it's just embarrassing wearing street clothes and not wrestling gear. And, and I'm not trying to trash anybody, but you got to respect the sport. I mean, I've been doing this. This will be my 20th year involved in wrestling in one way or another, and you know, I have a lot of respect for the business, and I can't stand people that don't. So. For sure. Well, I'm happy you're back in the game. I'm glad you reached out. It was like, hey, we're coming back. I, like, did my little, I get this little excited little dance where I, like, imaginary Rocky punch the air, do a little shoulder thing at the same time, kind of like a punching shimmy. And I did that when I got your message because I was pumped. Well, I owed you an interview because we talked about this a long time ago. I think when you were first started. How many episodes have you done now? I just wrapped up 229. I'm working on 230 tonight. Okay. All right. Well, it's been probably that. I mean, right when you were first starting out, I think we were going to get together on one, and I don't remember what happened, what the timeline was or whatever, but we never did jive on that, so I felt like I owed it to you. And like I said, we're gonna, I'm probably going to do like two of these, and that's it, because nobody wants to hear me talk. So I'm like, <laughs> you know, you can only hear somebody talk and tell the same story so many times, so. I beg to differ, but who am I? Who am I? <laughs> well, before we let you go, we have our guests play a game. We're going to play some hot potato. I'm going to throw two things at you. You pick which one you like. Sounds good. I'm all in. All right. Obviously, know you're a wrestling fan. What about other sports? Basketball or football? Uh, football. Baseball or football? Baseball. Is baseball number one? Yeah, I would say so. Not so much this year. I'm waiting for the Bears to start because it's been a long season for me, but... <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Usually I try to give, like, once I know a team, like you're a Cubs fan, I try to give, like, a couple Cubs players to, uh, you know, divvy up, but I don't know if I can do that right now. Maybe a little more difficult by the time the trade deadline rolls around tomorrow, too. Truth, truth. We're traveling. Would you rather be on a boat or an airplane? Airplane. On vacation, would you rather be on a beach in the mountains? Beach. It is summer. Are you one of those guys that like to be around a campfire, or would you rather be away from it, chilling by a bar? Oh, that's a tough one. How about a campfire with a beer? Oh, you can do that. You can do that. <laughs> but I've been to a couple of establishments lately, and they got like a bonfire in the back, and then they got like a tiki bar over here, and it's like people split in two different directions because of the love or hate of being around a fire. 
that's true. That is very true. And, you know, you're either all in on it or not, if you want to smell like campfire or not. So I, I can respect that. Definitely. Let's go do a few wrestling. Every time I have a wrestling guest on here, I pummel the wrestling questions. We won't do that today because then I can get you back on and we can do some more. But Hulk Hogan, Steve Austin. Steve Austin. The current wrestling, AEW or WWE? Right now I got to say AEW because we watch it way more. Seth Rollins or Cody Rhodes? Oh, man. I know both of these guys. So I'm going to say... Both are really, really good, and I'm glad they've had a couple matches. They're both good in different ways. Flipping through the radio stations, we listen to the rap or country? Uh, rap. Rock or pop? Rock. Rock or rap? Rock. And last but not least, this is one of my favorites. I like to hear what people have to say to this one. We're going to get some tacos. Chicken, steak, or beef? Steak, brother. The only way. It's the only way. That's the only right answer to that question. Truth. Truth. (laughs) (laughs) Jay Repsol, bringing back Dreamwave. What's the time and date again? August 20th, uh, 3 o'clock bell time. Um, You can get your tickets either at dreamwavewrestling.com or you can physically go in and get them at Luz Legrado in Peru. Uh, There will be some available to door that day while supplies last. We always recommend you to get them in advance if you can, though, just because you never know. We've Tickets have been selling really good, and we do have a lot of room there, but you just never know. We don't know what kind of walk-up we're expecting, so it could be crazy that day. Um, there's also a huge three-on-three basketball tournament like on the same street that day, so it's going to be like a um, exercise science is having it. Quick plug for them. And it's going to be like a block party that day, so it should be a really cool atmosphere. And definitely come out, have some beers or some sodas or waters, whatever your vice is, and watch some wrestling, man. It's going to be a really good time. Some Kool-Aid and apple juice. That's right. That's right. We don't care what you drink or eat, but at least watch the wrestling. Exactly. Got to watch the wrestling. Have some pizza. See, I even tried to, like, kick it to you, and then I repeated myself and say, August 20th, what's the date? for joining edge of your seat podcast i know i will be at the show i'm ready to see some dream wave thanks for telling us all about it and coming back to the business my friend sounds good man we're looking forward to seeing you guys and good luck with the show moving forward 